So I had that guitar sitting out, and the fucking maintenance dude comes in, and he, he goes, he's been there before. He's been there like three times before. And he goes, first he says, oh, I really like that typewriter. Like the old typewriter I've got. And I'm like, yeah. Been there every time. You've been here. Never said a word about it. And he goes, he looks over, and there's a, like a, basically a pile of guitar cases. Mm-hmm. And that one's sitting out on top. And he goes, oh, you play guitar. And I'm like, all them fucking guitar cases have been there every time he's come there. Mm-hmm. Right? I go, yeah, a little bit. He goes, wouldn't want to give me lessons, would you? I'm like, nope, 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 sure don't. <laughs> I don't want you in here now. <laughs> I don't want to look at. I don't want to look at you out of necessity. <laughs> Coming to you from high atop the mendacious building in beautiful downtown Chattanooga. It's the Bulldash Syndicate. And now here's your hosts, Chip and Jay. That's got a cork in it. Well, yeah, but it you just pulls out the top. You do what? It just pops off. Yeah, but it's got a, a like a cork corks in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. They see now they spent a little bit of extra. Yes, it has the, has a tag around the neck that says "Best Damn Whiskey That Can't Be Called Whiskey Georgia yeah. Grown." Yeah, I'm excited for that. That's a so it's a bottle of uh, I guess Tazaray Sunflower. No. Yeah. Spirits distilled from sunflower seeds and corn and finished in red wine barrels. Oh, nice. Uh, it's gluten-free, 90 proof. Sip a little something different. Tazeray Red from Dalton Distillery. We have distilled spirits from malted sunflower seeds and corn and then finished them in recycled oak red wine casks. 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 Barrels. Yeah. Just say barrels. Uh, and red wine <laughs> barrels <laughs> to produce a taste profile that reflects the true art of craft distilling at its best. Yeah. There's a, there's a whole lot of things you can do with sunflowers. You can make, you know, the sunflower oil, you can run fucking uh, diesel off of a yeah. sunflower. I mean, I'm it's not, sunflowers are not just for Instagram photos anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And They're, the speeds that, seeds that you buy your kids for them to chew up whole and spit out. Yeah. I'm just curious to know what it's going to smell like. Yeah. Oh, you ready? Yeah. Here it goes. Oh, that sounds good. It smells good. Does it? Yeah, it smells good. What does it smell like? Does it smell like sunflowers? I can smell the wine from here. Mm-hmm. That's where that vinegar is. Yeah. You smell it too? Yeah. yeah. It's a vinegary. It's like a wine. Yeah. It's a wine smell. You can definitely smell it because it's been it in the casks. Kinda, yeah. It smells like rice vinegar. That's really it smells good. good though. I want to try it straight first. Okay, go ahead. S- straight from the bottle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> stick a straw in the bottom. I fucking chug the whole thing. Go ahead and try that. Oh, it smells completely different in the glass. Does it? Mm-hmm. It's a little more whiskey smell in the glass, mm-hmm. right? It's good. That's really good. I like that. Mm. Ooh, mm. strong. Ninety proof. Knock your dick in the dirt. It's good. Oh my god, yeah. It's got a, it's got a fucking. It's smooth. It's like a really smooth moonshine. Is what it tastes like. Mm-hmm. 
Damn, that's good. Yeah, yeah I'm glad I got that. Yeah, I saw that uh, on their site, and I was like, "That's that's got to be fucking, you know." Yeah, that's something. That's something right there. <laughs> that's want this? Something else. Yeah, just a little bit. I don't want a lot. Okay, so I'm not Chip. I'm not James. And let the shit show begin. Yeah. Whatever this is. Fuck yeah. This is. It's a therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> let the therapy yeah. session begin. Okay, so last last week. Hold on. Let me get a drink of this. This is going to. This is going to. No, mm. not ghosts. That was after. Oh, man. Even with the mixer, it's fucking. Yeah. Got a kick. It's, it's pretty good. strong. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's smooth as fuck, but it, you can definitely taste it. That's a. What proof is this? I'm not. I'm getting away from everything. Where, yeah, this is seventy. This yeah. is this is even stronger. Yeah. Sunflowers will kick your ass. Yeah, <laughs> they're not. They're not as cute as they seem. Yeah. They will fuck you up. Yeah, this is good. I'm glad it's got a cork too. Yeah. Okay. Oh God, everything about it is so perfect. Yeah. Even. Okay, so l- last week we were talking uh, during our depression show. Yeah, the Great the, Depression. The uh, I was talking about how, like, in order to have stories to keep bringing stories to the table, I have to go other places than to the drive-through. <laughs> yeah, right. So <laughs> apparently, that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to leave your apartment. <laughs> okay, so this is what happened. I tell I'm. It's, I'm it's, this is the long version. Longish version. Yeah. Long hand. So the other day I'm in my apartment and I'm sleeping and I'm laying in bed. Naked. Naked. Well, because that's how I, yeah, that's I, how I roll. My fucking, <laughs> me and my dog lay in bed. I strip down. She strips down. Yeah. We're fucking just. Taints out everywhere. Yeah. So I hear banging on the door. Knock, knock, knock. And then someone starts to come into the fucking house. So Ruby's 14-year-old geriatric ass bolts off the fucking bed yeah. and stops that fucker at the door yeah. barking and growling and losing her fucking mind and scared the shit out of the dude to where he closed the door back. Yeah. She went from Stephen Hawking's to police canine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> She's not a very big dog, but she does look vicious when she yeah. wants to, Yeah, which gave me enough time to, t- to reach over into my fucking uh, dresser next to the, next to the bed and pull my gun out. So now I'm fucking standing there. I fucking pull my shorts on real quick because I don't want to fight someone <laughs> naked. They're naked holding a gun. <laughs> right? So I got oh, my gun shit. in my hand and it's pointed down. Yeah. Right? You're responsible. I hear the guy on the other side of the door. He goes, yeah, the dog stopped me from getting into the apartment. Yeah. And I'm like, I said, who the fuck is it? And he goes, it's me from maintenance. It's me from maintenance. Yes. It's the same dude from maintenance who's gotcha. not maybe quite all there yeah so i said dude you got to make a fucking appointment you can't just fucking come into my house i'm in here with my dick out and shit now now i could have shot him through the fucking door i don't know what the fuck's going on right yeah so he says well we have an emergency the apartment below you has there's a leak in your apartment and there's water the the roof uh, 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 in the apartment below you has caved in Mm -hmm. apparently the dude below me Saw the water spot in his kitchen because he's got the exact same setup I do. Yeah. <clears throat> so he's and didn't say anything. And then the fucking drywall just fucking broke loose from the ceiling and fell in his kitchen. Yeah. Then he That's called. That's what it does. Then he called. Yeah. Right. So I've got no water in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Right. There's nothing completely dry. He's looking around. He's pulled everything out from underneath the sink. He's fucking like frantically trying to find this water leak. 
So he pulls the kick plate out from underneath my fucking dishwasher, which I never fucking use. And there's water underneath the dishwasher. Apparently, one of the pipes, the copper pipes, had been in there forever. And it got a pinhole leak. And it's just been draining underneath my dishwasher, but not anywhere else. So that's what it was. So now he's in my apartment. And, like, I haven't slept, you know, but more than, like, an hour. I've been home from, work, you know, the, working at the quarry for fucking, like, two long-ass shifts. Yeah. And he rolls in with this other dude who has been working at the apartment complex apparently for 30-plus years. Yeah. His whole working career. Has been at this place. And he's yeah. a grumpy old man working with a dude that's probably middle-aged who is not very bright. And he is mad as fuck about having to deal with this dude. The guy is, like, working. This older dude's working. And the guy goes, you want me to turn the water on? He goes, no, I don't want you to turn the fucking water on. He's yelling at him and shit. <laughs> Every time he leaves the apartment, he's slamming the door. I'm just sitting there in my recliner. Yeah. Me and my dog are sitting there staring at him, you know, not, and and the guy's going every time the every time the the older guy leaves, the younger guy starts talking shit about the older guy. And I go, "Hey, um I'm fucking exhausted. I'm sitting here, my eyes are closing. Mm-hmm. I'm dozing off. I'm fighting falling asleep while these idiots are back and forth thing." Right? So they go and they the guy has to drive to the store and get a, some kind of a repair coupling and he fixes it. Mm-hmm. But they have a cut. They cut a little hole underneath my sink. They fucking found it immediately. Like the old dude that has worked there forever, boom, found it. He knew. He knows where every pipe in the building is, right? Yeah. So I said, "Look, I got to get some fucking sleep." He goes, "Well, when can I make an appointment to come back and wrap all this up?" I said, "Come back tomorrow at nine o'clock in the morning." He goes, "Well, don't you sleep during the day?" I said, "Yeah, I do, but I will be up at nine o'clock in the morning, and I'll be up all night because that's just the way I roll." Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, I'll see you in the morning. He puts a fan on on it to dry it out so I don't get any mold. I go to sleep. I wake up later on that night. Uh, well, you know, probably like you know, late or early evening. Take the dog out for a fucking to the park, and um, I see this as I'm leaving. I see this girl, this younger younger chick. Uh, she's got a stroller and and, and like these two little kids with her, and I've never seen her there at the apartment before. And I'm like, oh, maybe that's somebody that just moved in or whatever. And I just kind of blow it off. And I go to the park. I come back. So now cut to 3 a.m. Ruby Ruby the dog is passed out and snoring. Mm-hmm. I'm on the computer with my headphones on doing like fucking show shit. So, you know. Mm-hmm. And where my desk sits is the in front of like – Big ass windows with Venetian blinds that fucking, you know, but they're closed. Yeah. So all of a sudden they're all fucking lit up and I'm white trash enough to know that, hey, those are fucking cop lights, right? Let me me hide my weed real quick. Yeah. Let me hide my weed. (laughs) Yeah. I step out into the fucking hallway and I've got five cops running at me at full speed with their hands on their fucking guns going, police, did you call the fucking police? And I'm like, no, dude, I'm just. Checking out the lights, right? (laughs) I said, and he goes, well, where's apartment 114? Mm -hmm. I said, I don't know. I haven't lived here long enough, and I really don't have any interest in anybody around me, so I don't fucking know. I said, mine's 104. The one across the hall is 111, so none of this makes any fucking sense. Yeah. Because it's not a very big building. It's like three stories, right? So they run down the, the little hallway, and they start running up, right? So, like, they somebody says something to them up there. And so they're like, nope, wrong, wrong, wrong. And they all start running down. And then I hear someone downstairs going, found it. And another guy goes, kick the door in if you have to. So now I walk down to the end of the hallway and I can see over the edge. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because, you know, we're kind of on a hill and I can stand, I'm in the middle floor. There's a floor below me. There's a floor above me. Yeah. Your apartment's on a hill. So when you pull up to the front of the apartments at the bottom, it's all three stories. Yes. But then, you can pull around back and it's only two stories yeah, and you're walking right onto the second floor. Right. Which is where I'm on. at. Right. Yes. So I, now I'm at the, I'm at the second floor looking down onto the first floor. Right. It's 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And there's a dude down below me losing his shit. He's just in shock. He's got his head in his hands. He's mumbling shit. The cops are trying to ask him questions. And I'm like literally 10 feet above them. Yeah. Right. With your phone. Well, now <laughs> here's what happened because I've been telling you all this fucking crazy shit that goes on in the apartment building. And you're yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Whatever. Apartment, <laughs> you're just exaggerating shit. And it's the same scenario that happened before. I tell you all about the drive-thru. Next thing, first, first th- part of the drive-thru is, hey, I'm going to get Chip on the phone, and we're going to go to some drive-thrus, right? And <laughs> yeah. then the next is, uh, let's me and Chip get in the car and go to some drive-thrus. And he's now Chip knows that I have the yeah. worst fucking luck at drive-thrus, yes. right? So it was the same thing. I'm like, I'm going to start to film this shit yeah. with my phone <laughs> so that Chip knows that I'm not fucking around when I tell him that all this weird shit goes on in my apartment building. Like, yeah. It, let's cut back to my my dad used to sit on the front porch in the neighborhood and have stories for everybody on the fucking block. And mm-hmm. my mom used to go for long, many years. She would go, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're paranoid. You're this, you're that. He would say, this guy's doing this. This guy's doing that. And then it took her years. But then she was like, yeah, he's fucking right. He sees what everybody's doing. What everybody's carrying into their house. Yes. He knows yeah. what everybody's fucking up to. Yeah. Right. So I'm kind of the same way. I don't go out of my apartment much. But when I what I do see, I'm pretty fucking observant. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with growing up in a fucking like a, you know, a fucked up past. Right. So I'm pretty observant about shit. So at one point, the dude is so much in shock. He goes. He's like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? Yeah, I heard it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I hear me go, dude, are you all right? Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm waiting for him to bolt or, you know, I yeah. at this point, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Um, and there's like three cop cars up the hill on my level and probably like three cop cars down below. Mm-hmm. And that's all that's there. Yeah. Right. Somebody called the cops and everybody fucking rolled, you know, they rolled in. Okay. So. While I'm filming, the entire police force shows up. Did a SWAT team show up too? Uh, don't think the SWAT team did, but the definitely the fucking state patrol showed up. The fucking mm-hmm. lo- the local cops showed up. Fire department, EMS, fucking yeah. like everybody at three o'clock in the morning was at Denny's or some shit and just said, "Fuck it, let's all go." Yeah. Well, one of the trucks that pulled in when I looked at it, it looked like uh, the. Uh, the SWAT team trucks they used down in the town that I'm from. Yeah. It looked just like it. Well, there's a crime One was a crime scene investigation truck did yeah. show up. Then the cops, I, I looked down the hallway and the cops are at my door. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck, dude? I said, hey, I'm right here. What's going on? Because now they're freaking Ruby out because she's in the And she's already fucking lit up because I jumped out of I just left the apartment and didn't say anything to her. Yeah. <clears throat> as weird as that sounds. Um, but I like to let my dog know that I'm leaving the house. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be gone for a while. Okay, don't I, fucking bark. Yeah, don't bark. Be cool. Dude. <laughs> Just be cool. <laughs> if someone knocks on the door, don't open it. <laughs> yeah, don't let anybody and don't talk to no strangers. Don't buy no Girl Scout cookies. Everything's yeah. cool. So I go. I'm right. He goes. Hey, can we come into your apartment? 
And I said, uh, for what? And he says, well, the guy was directly below me mm -hmm. is where he lived. Okay. So it's the same apartment set up as I do. The guy that had the roof that had caved in the day before. Gotcha. And and apparently he the the gunshot was in the kitchen directly below my kitchen and went straight up into the fucking ceiling. So they wanted to find the slug. Mm-hmm. So they're searching in my little closet that I have in the living room. They're fucking searching in the kitchen and they can't find shit. And I'm like, yeah, it, it, I go, I go, what kind of gun was it? He was a 45. Holy shit. I said, well, that definitely should have come through the floor. Yeah. He says, but apparently it got stuck in a beam or something because they never, the crime scene guys never came back. Yeah. So cut to now, now I'm back on the computer. They're still there. Mm -hmm. They're there halfway through the day. Like they were there all day. Like the maintenance guy comes back to clean everything up, right? The, <laughs> the stupid one. Yeah. Right. And he says, uh, "Hey, uh, you know, we had a bit of a domestic issue last night." Yeah, and I heard. I, and I said, uh, "I said, yeah, yeah, I know all about it." And he goes, "Well, it happened like six o'clock this morning." I said, "No, it happened at three o'clock because I was up watching all the shit go down." He goes, "Well, we're not supposed to tell anybody about this, but." Uh, and it's like, and that con that that's like they've they've been told by their fucking the people that own the building. Let's yeah. not talk about this because we don't know what's going down. Yeah, and he is immediately talking telling about it everybody. Everybody he comes yeah. in contact with, right? <laughs> He's waiting outside the gate of the pool, telling everybody that. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, the dude shot that chick that I had seen with her two kids earlier. Mm -hmm. Shot her in the face and hand, like I and hand. I'm guessing is because she put her fucking hand up. Yeah. I don't know, or grab the gun, one or the other. And now I saw her go out. Yeah. And they walked her down the stairs. Mm -hmm. She didn't, wasn't on a stretcher. Gotcha. She walked down the stairs. Her fucking lower part of underneath her lip and mm -hmm. shit was hanging off. Mm -hmm. And she was bleeding, mixed with drool or whatever. They put her on a stretcher and she's holding the compress herself. Mm -hmm. So I figured, okay, well, maybe the gun just went off. And it was an accident. She's going to have some facial scarring, but they rushed, put her in an ambulance and they took her off. Right. Mm -hmm. They weren't very fast about it. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't seem didn't seem like an emergency situation, but apparently what happened after that was they flew her to fucking, they, they airlifted her ass out to Erlanger mm -hmm. and she died. No fucking way. Yeah. Holy so shit. that dude is fucking yeah, she he. Oh man. Yeah, that's what. Okay, now that's what the that's what the security guy or not the maintenance guy told me. Oh, okay. Now maintenance guy's not too smart. Yeah. Right. So this is the dude, right? That's him. Yep. Yeah. Um, little anarchy symbol on his fucking. He's a twenty twenty three year old dude. And, uh, looks like he should be wearing a wife beater and black leather boots. Well, he's a bit of a puss. Like, even when I saw him, I was like, you know, he's not – He let me put it this way. Obviously, if you shoot a woman. Yeah, well, he, this is this is the deal. He He's he's the guy that bought himself a forty five. Yeah, he was straight for a forty five. Yes. Like, yeah. let's not fucking okay. – let's not think about just regular personal protection. Let's just go for, like, fucking yeah. intimidation because I'm a bit of a puss. Yeah. Right? He knows it. He went out – he's the guy that owns that Harley out front. Gotcha. So okay. he's yeah, he's for that sure. dude. He's for he's sure. he's overcompensating for the fact that he's not a. He, I mean, he's gonna yeah. get fucked up in prison. Yeah. Right. So um, they arrested him early in the morning. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, they found the girl with gunshot wounds to her hand and her jaw. 
right? She was eventually flown to the hospital in or at Erlanger. The officers detained him. He's only 22. Sorry. Yeah. They detained him at the scene, which I've got the video of that. And then there were two young children in the apartment. And they kept asking that dude, whose kids are those? And he's like, I don't know. He goes, are they your kids? He's like, no, they're her kids. Mm-hmm. They believe that they knew each other, but they're not sure of the relationship. This is the, you know. So he's facing charges of aggravated assault, aggravated battery, cruelty to children, and in the third degree. Um, and that's all that this story has. Yeah. Maybe somebody else has got something. Surely she didn't die. Like I said, when she <clears throat> left, she was she was holding the compress to her face. Yeah. And they didn't seem like they were in a hurry, but they did airlift her to the trauma center, the only trauma center in the area. Yeah. Surely she didn't. Especially if it went through her hand and this part, all this was hanging down. Yeah. It didn't go yeah. that way. It and went across. It, it might have shattered her jaw. That might have been why. Yeah. Well, the old, the old, like, again, the only thing that I, from what I saw was it was, it could have been an accidental discharge. He could have fucked, been fucking around, pointed the gun at her and she grabbed it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's any number of things that could have gone wrong. I never heard, this, this the other fucked up thing is they're 10 feet below me yeah literally 10 feet away from me a 45 goes off i got my headphones on and i'm not listening to shit loud yeah i'm just on the computer trying not to disturb the snoring dog and all that happened like probably at least five minutes before the cop showed up Mm. yes i heard nothing yeah yeah i didn't i didn't hear anything that dude was sitting outside fucking like in shock Mm -hmm. they took him away he was in shock well, I saw he was sitting there, and then he was saying, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? And, and then it was like there was a cop kind of standing there. Then, like, he kind of leaves, like, view of the camera. And out of nowhere, like, four or five cops all run up to him all at once and jerk him up and fucking handcuff him. They walked him. in. They got into the apartment. They saw that she was laying on the ground, that there was a fucking gun. There were children in the apartment. And they went, okay, we got to arrest this motherfucker because nobody's yeah. watching him out here on the fucking stoop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like they all came out at the same time and said they like they walked in, looked at the scene, and then immediately turned around and went, "We got to get this motherfucker." Yeah, you should have yeah. been like, "Hey, run, run." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Run, well, run. I don't think he was. Just... He had the presence of mind to go. No, I got to fucking get the fuck out of here. No, I don't you think can tell. I I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it was a whole weird. He situation. wasn't ready to shoot somebody. Is the issue? No, he wasn't at all. Yeah, I, that's why I said I think it was probably not premeditated yeah. it's probably just fucking look i got a gun yeah you know what i mean look i drive a harley i got a gun if i can you know what i mean like I, the guy really doesn't strike me as like any kind of he's he went out and got a tattoo of an anarchy symbol on his fucking chest he's overcompensating like a motherfucker because yeah. you know i've known dudes who have shot people and they don't do any of that nothing no yeah. tattoos <laughs> no, but, yeah. yeah they're just they'll just if they're gonna shoot you you're not gonna see it coming yeah. <laughs> you know yeah and I'm sure that chick didn't see it coming either, but uh, that's all I can think Damn. is that all I kept thinking was this is the worst fucking uh, fucking plenty of fish date in in history. Yeah, this is the worst <laughs> Tinder date ever. Yeah. Yeah. But I went to go meet this dude and fucking me shot me in the mouth. <laughs> and they're and, like, oh, that's too much information. She's like, no, with the gun. Like, <laughs> shot yeah. me in the fucking mouth. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it, yeah. it was a weird a whole weird thing, man. And it all happened ten feet underneath my feet late last night. You had no idea. Uh, well, I did quite pretty soon. As soon as the cops showed up, I was well, yeah, there. But you um, didn't know it when it happened. No, no, 
Like he's like the guy goes, the cops are in my apartment and they're digging through my fucking closet. He goes, you mind if I move this and move that? And they're like, they're looking for the fucking slug. I go, dude, I was just sitting right there at the computer with my headphones on. I didn't hear shit. Mm-hmm. So they're 45, 10 feet away. Even if, even in the, I mean, I know for a fact those apartments acoustics aren't, you know, uh, they're not that fucking insulated. I hear no. everything these fuckers do. Yeah. You hear your neighbors fart. Yeah. So yeah. it was kind of weird that I didn't hear a 45 go off 10 feet away. I wonder if the people downstairs heard it at all. I don't know. But I was the only one in the whole apartment building up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, yeah. That fucking apartment complex was absolutely fucking surrounded by emergency vehicles with all their fucking lights going and nobody woke up. Yeah. Which is insane to me that I could go to sleep at night and all that shit could be going on and I never realize it. Mm. Oh my god! Yeah, I need a bigger, better mixer. I like that's ninety proof is fucking definitely. I think seventy is my cutoff, dude. I'm already feeling it. I just <laughs> took like those three or four sips. Yeah, and I'm sweating. I'm hot. It right there in the middle of your story. My head just got like it was like a wave of hot water. Just over the back of my head and down my face. Did it feel like your fucking it lower looked- lip was hanging off? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> I yeah. Can't. I was I, so drunk, it look- felt like someone shot me in the mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is how I deal with shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm also, I'm also unreasonably calm in emergency situations. I have five cops running towards me, and I, and I noticed that I kicked my back leg behind me to brace myself. Yeah. Because I was like, okay. <laughs> let's go motherfucker (laughs) and i was like oh that's that's the wrong response like the wrong response is okay let's be helpful yeah but it's not fucking let's not fight the cops you know what you know what makes my wife real mad Hmm. whenever we're riding through town especially when we have the windows down we drive past a cop and i yell out there's not drugs in here (laughs) she she gets so she's like stop stop yeah. Stop. I'm like, what the fuck are they going to do? She's like, what if we get pulled over? I'm like, yeah, there's, what, there's what is there? There's here not drugs in here. Like, <laughs> that you know of. What are you going to say? I'm like, well, officer, I just wanted to let you know there's no drugs in this car. There's not heroin under I'm, my seat. I'm helping you. <laughs> I'm being a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tax-paying citizen, and I'm helping you. <laughs> I'm doing my part. Jesus There's Christ. not an eight ball shoved up my ass right now. I swear to God, you can check. <laughs> oh, that would be good. <laughs> I dare you to stick your fucking hand up my ass. That's a good time. <laughs> Rather a hand up my ass and a bullet through my jaw. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. On this day. What a champ, though, to get shot in the face and then walk out holding your shit up. Uh, you want to know the truth? Hmm. I think that the reason that she walked out was because there was no way they were getting the stretcher up those stairs. That's probably what it was. Yeah. I mean, it's. It was a. It, I was looking at it and going that one of the EMTs was a girl, yeah. uh, a cute girl, built, muscular chick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that fucking stretchers, <laughs> some motherfuckers are heavy. Oh yeah. They're, one time when so when I was doing my clinicals with EMS, yeah, I used to want to be an EMT. Mm-hmm. So when I was going through EMT school, and I was doing my ride-alongs with the local, you know, yeah, ambulance. We ran a call at this lady's house, a rather large lady. Yeah, they always are. A rather bearded lady. And this isn't in Chattanooga, by the way, so it's not giving nothing away. It's a long ways away. So <laughs> she's very large, very be- bearded, very smelly. And we show up and she's just like, just 
pale white, like a fucking ghost, just like eyes are open. She's watching TV, completely unresponsive. And she's been sitting in the same chair for. Yeah, she's grown into it. Probably two or three days. Yeah. And it was. She it dead? Was, it was bad. No, she was alive. I th- yeah. think. No, she was alive. Yeah. She was asking for pizza. So I guess yeah. it was, <laughs> she was sign. alive. Well, so I'm standing there, you know, like I go in and we're standing there and uh, I was with a man and a woman. The man was actually a paramedic. And then the lady, she just was an advanced EMT, AEMT. Right. And she was driving the truck. So we go and I'm standing there next to her and I see her reach in her pocket and pull out gloves and she's putting gloves on. And then she pulls a marker out of her pocket and she nudges me and she's writing lice <laughs> on her hand. Oh. So I'm like reaching in my pocket and Pulling getting my gloves. gloves and I'm putting my gloves on. And then I'm like, I'll be outside. <laughs> so then I sit outside the door. It's in like it's an apartment. It's yeah. what it is. So I'm standing outside the door See, looking in. That's fucking apartment life is horrible. I know. But so they were like, Yeah, all right, well we're gonna have to, you know, transport her and take her to the ER. I'm like, All right. And they're like, Yeah, you're gonna have to help us help us uh get her up and get her on the stretcher. So me and the girl go to the truck and pull the stretcher out. And as soon as we set it, because like you slide it out and the bottom of it drops down yeah. to where it's level with the back of the truck. We slide it out, the wheels drop down. And we both look at each other and we're like, it's not big enough. At the same time, we're like, that's not going to work. Right. So then we had to call another ambulance that carries a special stretcher for yeah. large people. Yeah. And then, yeah, then fuckers get a lot of calls. It took seven of us yeah, to, to get, get her on it. Yeah. I used to work with a, a dude whose other job was, uh, this is, by the way, the fucking uh, maintenance dude mm-hmm. goes, I, I can't even get into that apartment downstairs because the fucking, the, uh, peop, the crime scene investigators won't let him in the apartment. Yeah. I'm like, and he was, he was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. He says, I know these motherfuckers don't expect me to clean up all that blood. And I'm like, no, they <laughs> no, don't. No, they don't. They have companies for that. Yes. Uh, I, I used to work with a dude who worked for one of those companies that they would clean up fucking after somebody fucking was murdered or found dead in their apartments. Yeah. Uh, and that was his gig. And I was like, that's a fucked up gig. Like, yeah, he's I like, would I would do that. Yeah. Yeah. They make good money. Yeah. But uh Well, because it's a lot more. You're not just mopping up blood and throwing some sheets away. You're like because you can't just throw that shit in the garbage either. So no, everything's it, gotta be bagged yeah, up. So everything. if some someone dies on a mattress or something, yeah, that mattress is done. You have to rip the fucking mattress apart yeah. and cut out all of it that is like has a like bio burden on yeah. it. Like that. Yeah. And that yeah. gets thrown away in a special place and incinerated. Yeah. And they're also they're cutting out floors, fucking. You know what his other job was? What that his his real his dream job was? He's a stripper. No, he wanted to and did. He he had he would make erotic type clothing, mm-hmm. like shit made out of like pleather. Yeah, and fucking he made all that shit. He would like fucking hand make all that shit and had like fashion shows and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, I guess. It's just a weird dude. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just cool. Like, someone wants to do that, and he actually did it. And, yeah, he just found something he liked, which is kind of a weird thing to like. I mean, yeah. you know, well, I mean, unique. That, unique. I'll say unique. You know, one thing that's actually pretty big right now is people buying the molds and stuff and making butt plugs in their garage. Really? And selling them? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. How do you get into... Uh, I guess I guess you just fucking open an, an so, Etsy account. So I was about to say you set up an Etsy account and start selling butt plugs. Yeah, bedazzled butt plugs. You can yeah. attach a coon's tail to one, so oh. it's you know. Like oh yeah, just going around. around collecting roadkill. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> you never seen them with a possum tail though. No, no, that just fucking, like a tentacle hanging out. It just <laughs> <laughs> look like you fucking you, an alien crawled up your ass. <laughs> All right. All right, Candyman. Uh, 
to the Mother Podcast. Now it's time for On This Day with Chip and James. Pay attention, you may learn some. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you know, this guessing game's not gonna. It's not Dolly Parton. No, you're 100% sure. Yeah. Okay, is it a Nazi? Mr. Thomas B. Kin, K-I-N, mm-hmm. Chong. Kin Chong. Yes. Un? He was born May 24th, 1938 in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Wow. You know who who, who I'm talking about? No. You don't know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so let's play. I'll play along then. I thought you would know immediately. No. Uh, in an interview, Chong described how he had dropped out of Crescent Heights High School. And he says, when I was 16 years old, but probably just before, they were going to throw me out anyway. So he left. He played guitar to make money. Then he dis- he says, I discovered that music could get you laid, even if you were a scrawny, long-haired, geeky-looking guy like me. By the early 60s, Chong was playing guitar for a Calgary soul group called The Shades. The Shades moved to Vancouver, British Columbia, where the band's name changed to Little Daddy and the Bachelors. Nope. Still no idea? Nope. Together with band member Bobby Taylor, Chong opened a Vancouver nightclub in 1963, formerly called the Alma Theater. They called it Blue Balls. Nope. Nope. They brought in groups like uh, Ike, the Ike and Tina Turner Review, which had never been to Vancouver before. Although Little Daddy and the Bachelors built up a small following, things soured when Chung, at Chung's suggestion, that they start calling themselves four n- and a ch- or, bowing to pressure, four N's and a C, uh, before taking the moniker on of Bobby Taylor and the Vancouver's. So they changed the name to Bobby Bobby Taylor and the Vancouver's. But Chong suggested, you know, something else. Yeah. Uh, I'm so, glad they went with the, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In 1965, the Vancouver's signed to Gordy Records, which was a subsidiary of Detroit's Motown Records. Uh, while on tour in Chicago for a short time, the band followed opening act The Jackson 5. Chong later referred to, referred to young Michael Jackson as a cute little guy. A cute little guy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Very sweet. The band had released a couple of uh, singles, and Chong and bandmate Wes Henderson missed a Friday night performance to apply for green cards so that they could become American citizens. Chong was fired by Chris Chris Clark and Motown producer Johnny Bristol for arriving late to a gig. Mm -hmm. Later, when Barry Gordy told Chong that he wasn't fired after all, that it had been a mistake— Chong said he wanted to stay fired, and he said what he said was, "I want to become a Gary, a, a Barry Gordy. I don't want to just work for a Barry Gordy." And he says that I can, and I can dig that. So he was nice. He gave me five thousand dollars as a severance, and to me that was a fortune. So I'm going to skip this guy's whole middle career mm-hmm. because everybody knows it, probably know it intimately, and everybody knows it apparently except for you. Apparently. So in 2003, Mm -hmm. Chong became caught up in two American investigations codenamed Operation Pipe Dreams and Operation Headhunter, which tried to trace drug traffic and users through businesses selling drug paraphernalia, mostly bomb. Operation Pipe Dreams was run from Pittsburgh. U.S. Attorney for Western Pennsylvania, Mary Beth Buchanan, oversaw the case. Uh, The estimated cost of the Operation Pipe Dreams was over $12 million and included the resources of 2,000 law enforcement officers. 
55 companies that sold drug paraphernalia over the internet were subject to the investigation, and Nice Dreams, Chong's company, mm -hmm. was one of them. Do you know who he is now? Yeah, it's Tommy Chong. Yeah. Yeah. So Chong was charged for his part in financing and promoting Chong Glass and Nice Dreams, a company started by his son, Paris. In and the case never, his case never went to trial. As his attorney uh, negotiated a plea agreement with the U.S. Attorney for the Western District of Pennsylvania's office, he admitted to distributing 7,500 bongs and water pipes on the internet through Nice Dreams, a family company. Chong agreed to plead guilty to one count of conspiracy to distribute drug paraphernalia in exchange for non-prosecution of his wife, Shelby, and his son, Paris. Chong cooperated with the government and was the first of the Operation Pipe Dreams defendants to plead guilty. So basically, he pled guilty because they were threatened threatening to prosecute his wife and his kids. Yeah, his whole family. Yes. At Chong's sentencing, Assistant U.S. Attorney for Western Pennsylvania Mary Keene Houghton said in her arguments that Tommy Chong used his public image to promote this crime and marketed his product to children. Mm. Uh, U.S. Attorney Mary Beth Buchanan also was present at the, present at the sentencing in Pittsburgh and released a statement to the press stating there are consequences for violating the law, even if the violator is as well known is a well-known entertainer like Thomas Chong. Uh, while Chong argued for community service and home detention at his sentencing, the judge, the district judge Arthur J. Schwab, we should all write that guy some fucking letters, denied his request and sentenced him to nine months in federal prison and a fine of $20,000 and a forfeiture of $103,514 and the loss of all merchandise seized during the raid of his business. So Tommy Chong served his sentence at the Taft Correctional Institution from October 8, 2003 to July 7, 2004. He was a cellmate with the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belford. Yeah. And he's given credit for encouraging Belford to write his memoirs, and they have remained friends ever since. Very compelling. Yeah. Uh, now, while government officials denied that Chong was treated any differently from any other any other defendants, supporters felt that his celebrity status was being used against him. Chong's publicist said that Chong's the Chong family was shocked by the raid. They've done everything the right way, and the government is saying that there is no right way. Yeah. Uh, Knight said supporters started the Free Tommy Chong movement and called for his release. They questioned why Chong was prosecuted rather than his son Paris Chong, who was the CEO of the business. They also pointed to the disparity in sentencing between Chong's and those other defendants they, the DEA had prosecuted, and they protested the DEA's tactics used in the investigation. Paris Chong had started Nice Dreams in 1999. He was never charged with his crimes in relation to the investigation as part of a plea bargain. <clears throat> when asked why the government had focused on Chong rather than his son, the CEO, U.S. Attorney Mary Beth Buchanan said that Tommy Chong was the more responsible corporate officer because he financed and marketed the product. Damn. Um, so never work in finance and marketing. No. Of the 55 people who were subject to the investigation, Chong was the only one without previous convictions who received jail time. When questioned on the sentencing, U.S. Attorney Mary Beth Buchanan noted that Chong had never gone to trial <coughs> and made a plea bargain. She said he was a rel he was a relatively new player, but he had the ability to market pro products like no other. During his investigation of Nice Dreams, excuse me just a second, <coughs> I'm sure this will help. Wow. Chuck, you just want to drink the whole bottle? Yeah. 
Uh, During his investigation of Nice Dreams, federal agents posed as head shop owners from Beaver County in western Pennsylvania. They asked Paris Chong to sell them pipes through the mail to a fictitious shop in the town of Beaver Falls, 31 miles out of Pittsburgh. Paris Chong had been prohibited from selling to Pittsburgh or anywhere in western Pennsylvania because of the successful federal prosecution of Akil Kumar Mishir and his wife, who had two shops in the city. Counts differ as to who in Nice Dreams went against Chong prohibition, or even if it had been made up by the defense. But the sales did take place to the agents. This enabled the U.S. attorneys to show jurisdiction in Pennsylvania for Chong's illegal activities, as opposed to California, which is the base of nice dreams. Basically, what happened was they kept at him, kept at his wife. Please please sell us some fucking pipes over here in fucking Western Pennsylvania where it's illegal because we've made this, you know, this this, this other shop has been made an example of in Western Pennsylvania. They kept saying no. They kept saying no. Now, according to Tommy Chong, they knew that it was a setup the whole time. That's why they stopped selling it to them. Yes. Or they weren't going to sell it to them. Yeah. You seen the video about it? No. Okay. So it was it was all a fucking setup. They were yeah. they, the whole operation, the twelve million dollar two thousand or whatever the fucking how many ever officers it was. It was all just bullshit, smoke and mirrors, ways yeah. to fucking bust people and to justify having this war on drugs and fucking basically twelve million dollars or whatever the fuck it went, you yeah. know, went into the pockets of police officers to you know all this shit. It's, it's just a way for them to spread that money around. Yes. Mm-hmm. So on May 7th, 2008, federal agents raided Spectrum Labs in an investigation related to its detoxification products. The search was one of nine conducted by Operation True Test, an investigation being led by Buchanan, still the U.S. Attorney of the Western District of Pennsylvania. It targeted companies that sold so-called masking products intended to help drug users pass uh, employer drug tests. Yep. No federal law bans such products. No federal law None. bans None. such products. Or any of the ingredients. Right. They are regulated on a state-by-state basis. Uh, of the nine search warrants issued, none was for for businesses within Buchanan's district. That's right? fucking crazy. Right? Chong claimed that federal agents seized 8,000 to 10,000 copies of a yet-to-be-released documentary called AKA Tommy Chong from Spectrum Labs, but their attorney said no DVDs were were taken. Mm. In a press release, Tommy Chong said the seizure of the DVDs is a way to punish the distributor financially. There's no way to get the DVDs back until the investigation is over. Uh, Chong said that he didn't have any ownership of the film. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette lawmaker later amended its story saying that an undisclosed number of DVDs was taken. Uh, it noted that the government is not required to disclose the reasons for the seizure as the raid was part of an ongoing investigation. Uh, they're just gang members, dude. He, he announced in 2012 that he had uh, been battling prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. He described the cancer as a slow stage one that I've had for a long time. He said that he had been drug-free for about three years, during which time he began to have the prostate-related problems. So on um, July 2012, he tweeted out that hemp oil, the hemp oil treatment he had been using for, uh, to cure his cancer was effective and that he is 99% cancer-free. I am. However, on June 16, 2015, Chong stated that, that he had been diagnosed with uh, colorectal cancer and was using cannabis like crazy in order to endure the treatment. Uh, so that's in 2015. In 2019, he announced that he is cancer-free. He also said stress could have uh, caused his diagnosis. Basically, Tommy Chong has been like a fucking activist for fucking legalizing Forever. weed from 
his whole fucking life yeah, since he was born. Yeah, <clears throat> and now that it's becoming legal in state after state after state, yeah, it's good to see that he's still fucking alive and he's seeing it happen. You yeah. Know? What year was he born? 1938. So he's an old dude, and if you've ever seen him, fucking Tommy Chung is ripped. Yeah, and that's why I didn't know who you were talking about. Mm. Yeah, because he's because of 1938. 38, yeah, yeah, he's an old dude who is in excellent shape and yeah. smokes a lot of weed every day. Yeah, and he's beat cancer twice. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go over any of his Cheech and Chong stuff because everybody, nobody, fucking, you don't need to. Yeah, it's <laughs> if kinda, you don't know, yeah, if you, you should don't be know, ashamed. Yeah, but I do like this little ditty. Yeah, yeah, right there. Okay, let's try. Mexican Americans don't like to just get into gang fights and like flowers and music and white girls named Debbie too. Mexican Americans are named Chata and Chela and Chema and have a son-in-law named Jeff. Mexican Americans don't like to get up early in the morning, but they have to, so they do it real slow. Mexican Americans love education, so they go to night school and they take Spanish and get a B. Mexican Americans love their nanas and their nonos and their ninas and their ninos. Mexican Americans don't like to go to the movies where the dude has to wear contact lenses to make his blue eyes brown. Cause don't it make my brown eyes blue? And that's all I got. How do you like it? Oh, that's good. That, yeah. good. That's like a protest tune, man. Yeah, I, I dig that, man. Yeah. That's awesome. I fucking love Tommy Chong. I wish we could play the video of... Tommy Chong talking about how like they knew all that shit was going on, like it was a setup. And I think if I'm not mistaken, for some reason, all the employees that worked in the shop they had all showed up to work one day in DEA t-shirts. <laughs> and there was a dude, I think he said that he might have actually been there and he was standing at the counter talking to somebody and all his his employees are standing behind that dude pointing at their shirts and then pointing at that dude. dude yeah. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. It's fuck it's really, really funny. Well, so in the spirit of Tommy Chong. Yeah. I think we should go to beer time. It's beer time with Chip and James. One is a jerk and the other's insane. It's beer time with Chip and James. Which one would pull their dick out? Beer time. Ooh. We're drinking Wild Leap craft beer. Too pure to be pink. Double IPA. And it is from uh, Wild Leap Brewing Company in LaGrange, Georgia. Yeah. I like the can. Yeah, it's pink as fuck. It's uh, what is it? A cancer thing? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. It could be. Oh well, yeah, I yeah, guess women's so. yeah, women, yeah, yeah. International Women's Day. Told you, we're going to be on the right side of history uh, eventually. Yeah, <laughs> we could ever shut up long enough, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we there's too many recordings of us out there now. This is never, nobody on this show will ever be able to run for public office. Uh, if you don't do wild things when you're young, you'll have nothing to smile about when you're old. Yeah. Too pure to be pink is a 2021 edition. That sounds so dirty. Too too pure to be pink. Yeah, it does, don't it? It's a double IPA featuring the Pink Boots blend. You've been from... you've been ragged out. You are fucking like <laughs> your vagina is no longer pink. It's kind of an off gray color. International Women's Day. <laughs> God damn it! 
whatever. I, I was going to read that and make it, you know, make it uh, politically correct, but it's going to be sorry. Nice. If I, I, I tend to walk into the room and just take a dump <laughs> no, every time. No kidding. <laughs> oh, dude, that smells so it does, good. Oh, right? my God. It's very, it does. It's, I want to put that inside me. Mm. <laughs> mm, International Women's Day. <laughs> Yeah, it's just me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the asshole. Let me. That is uh. Let me get. That, look at that. Here. Like, like it's fucking dense as hell. You can't yeah. see your hand through it the other good. side. Looks like a good, beautiful beer. I want to drink this while I mow the yard and yell at my kids. Yeah. This is uh Is this a a beer that's geared towards women? Because we may be outing ourselves here. Because this is fucking. <laughs> it smells super fruity. It's a uh, it's a bright pink can. You cannot miss this motherfucker on the shelf. No, and that's what drew me to it. Yeah, yeah, very nice. I saw the pink can. I thought, the fuck is that? Yeah, it, it, now, and, and then know. I saw double IPA, and I was like, fuck yeah. Uh, is this a women's run business? Because uh, we may never want to hear from them. <laughs> You're really digging this hole. You're <laughs> no. going all in. Well, I mean, just based on the fact that, like, you know, five five seconds into this review, we've probably, if they're a women's own company, we've probably just pissed them off. They probably don't want anything to do with us. Yeah. You asked me earlier today, hey, you were going to eat healthy. You were going to eat healthy, right? I woke up this morning and I was like, yep, I'm going to eat healthy. I fuck. They for one, I couldn't find a, I couldn't find a whole chicken. What the fuck? Like all I wanted was like it's a, I was gonna get like three whole chickens and slow cook them bastards and then just you know put a, put put chicken and everything. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So not a lot of foam on this. No. Nope. But no. it smells awesome. Yeah, it does. I'm, I'm excited. Gonna, I'm gonna try it right now. Hold Are on. you? But like before you do that, or as you do that. So I started my day off gonna be healthy. Yeah, I got myself some watermelon to make a nice watermelon cucumber salad, all this shit. And then some asshole sent a fucking giant sheet cake to my house this morning. Really? Uh-huh. Wow. Some complete piece of shit. Oh, yeah. That s- sent a fucking giant cake to my house. Yeah. Did it say anything on it? Uh well yeah it came what did it say? you know this is the other thing they had it delivered I I this is uh, it was early this morning yeah I hear a knock on the door and I think it's that maintenance dude coming yeah to so, pull. You, so you get the gun no so I <laughs> I'm sitting in the chair and I go come in and nothing happens I'm like motherfucker this retard is gonna make me fucking get up and answer the door right uh so I open the door and it's another dude and he's like um he's an older dude that looks like he just Jumped off a tractor. Yeah. And he's holding a sheet cake and a card. He goes, your mom sent you a birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. well, good for her. They fucking <laughs> enjoy it. I'm a, and I immediately walked over and threw that watermelon in the garbage. Because <laughs> <laughs> it took up all the counter space you had. <laughs> slid that fucking cake into the fridge and... Uh, I'll be eating cake every fucking day for like <laughs> weeks now. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. You got uh, a good mommy. Ah, Jesus Christ. Piece of shit. It's ruining everything <laughs> we're trying to do. <laughs> she, I went, hey, you, I, like, I, I telling you, it was like three days ago. I said, look, I really got to fucking get in shape, man. I'm fucking like, I'm struggling with this goddamn fast food bullshit. And I, got, I went out and I fucking made my, my shopping list of all this healthy shit. And yeah. 
Of course, they didn't have fucking chicken. Who the fuck doesn't have chicken? Yeah. Uh, and she immediately sends me this massive chocolate cake. Oh, it's chocolate? It's a giant, like, half sheet. It's a fucking big ass. It's a full. It's like if you had a party. That's what they kind of. 40 people. That's what the cake. <laughs> it showed up. And I'm like, motherfucker, where the, like. And then she told me where, where she sent it from. And, like, I'm like, you know, that's not. The place she got it from to have it delivered is like twenty fucking miles away. Holy shit! And I'm like, <laughs> you fucking drag God some d- drag some old dude off his tractor to fucking yeah. make him deliver a cake. Yeah, his like wife baked of- it. His wife baked it. It was gonna deliver it, and she looked at the address. And she's like, <laughs> she went and got her husband and said, "You can deal with this." <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. Back, you're back right. to the beer. Let's yeah, try this. Speaking of being healthy. Yeah. Let's, let's try this beer. Yeah, this will fucking get that chocolate cake right the fuck out of me. I like it. Oh, yeah. It's not bad. No bite. Mm-mm, at all. Uh, Smooth. Yeah. This is really good. There's no fucking way. It's really smooth. And it's an 8.5. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to drink all of this. <laughs> I can't drink anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's going to get me in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, anything that's too easy to drink like that, I'll be like, oh, there's no alcohol in it. But it's just like this right here. Oh, yeah. there's no alcohol in that. Yeah. Yeah, and it gets 70, you in trouble. 70 proof. Next thing you know, you're yeah. shaking your dick at the neighbors. <laughs> Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dragging your couch out of your living room, putting it right on the property line, going, come on, do something, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come right on you. <laughs> I'm going to come on you and your whole family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to approach a dude they think's going to come on. <laughs> I mean, that's that's your best defense is a good offense, right? One of my, one of my, <laughs> one of my. <laughs> I'll come on you from ten feet away. <laughs> you won't even get close. One of my favorite bits by Dave Chappelle is where he talks about getting on the city bus. Mm. There's like a homeless dude on there, and he gets up, and starts jacking off, mm. <laughs> and everybody starts freaking out. And he said, "Hold it." Put your hands up in the air. It's going to shoot everybody. <laughs> shoot everybody we count. Or, oh, like, or as we like to call it from the last week, killing babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, killing babies. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling is... you, all, all of you uh, all of you conservatives are a little bit pro-choice. <laughs> <laughs> According to, uh, you know, uh, if this is an all-woman's, like if this is a woman-owned company. They're already out. out. They are fucking already out of this conversation. We can <laughs> We're killing babies and out. jerking yeah. off. <sighs> Ruining your towels. <laughs> <laughs> I use paper towels because you can stick them on the wall after we- <laughs> They're not they're just light enough to stick them on the wall. It looks like you ever you ever make one of those little decoupage fucking colored tissue fucking flowers you stick yeah. them on a page. That's what my wall looks like. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's also what the tip of your dick looks like when you use tissue to yeah. wipe that stuff off. Yeah. Or giving out all the secrets. <laughs> this is a guy code. You're not allowed to talk about stuff like this. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is there's so many little things like that, like getting... That you never discuss with a female. Would, and Well, just dudes in general. Dudes aren't talking about, oh, I got like tissue stuck to the tip of my dick and it's yeah. like glued on there. <laughs> yeah. We're celebrating International Women's Day a little bit. <laughs> it's going to take a real hot bath to get this off. <laughs> we're going to... Uh... We're going to let you in on all the secrets. 
What's uh, what's something else that guys do they don't talk about with other guys? That's fucking weird. That they don't talk about with other guys? Yeah. Like you're not talking to other guys about fucking getting I was in a room full of uh dudes that were talking about they were like real bros one time. There's about five of them. And then they were all standing around at a place I worked at and they're talking about banging this chick and banging that chick. And I listened to it for a while and I was like, God damn, I wish they would just shut the fuck up. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I like a big girl. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and they all stopped and turned at me as a I said, you don't give me no plastic boobs. I like a girl that you can barely tell she's got tits because she's got folds. This, all right. I fucking, <laughs> you know, yeah. like a sow that's fucking nursing. She's yeah. just got she's, tits all the way from her chest down to her belly. She's so big, it's a uniboob. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I couldn't find that women's brewing company. <laughs> they didn't want to play with me anymore. <laughs> they told me, is it, oh, really? Is it, yep. Got any big old sisters at home? <laughs> I bet your mom, she bet she's a big one. Uh, well, like them, them corn fed. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I think it's about time to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, the Dalton Dalton Distillery. Dalton Distillery. Yeah. Tazare Sunflower. Yeah. This isn't like, uh, they're not paying us anything. We just no, really like not. their stuff. Yeah. And, uh, we'll promote everybody that we're drinking. If yeah. it's good. Yeah. I mean, y'all hear us drink stuff that's bad, and you hear what we say about that. We don't yeah. care. <laughs> like, oh, this is bullshit. What the fuck? Yeah, we're not in it for the advertising at no, all. No. <laughs> we make, and we make, we don't make any money drinking any of this stuff, the beers that we drink, the fucking vapes I put up, there's we're not making any money off of anything like that. No, we're making yeah. all of our. If money we're talking off good of about anything, it's just because we like it. We're making all of our money off of our uh, OnlyFans page, which is uh, something that we need to talk about, yeah. James. Just <clears throat> no. so my wife is a little upset about the uh, what the. Oh, let's get off here first. Yeah. Okay. All right. All bye, right. guys. Bye. See you later. is ruining the show.